Federal regulators on Friday announced the recall of more than 750,000 pounds of Hot Pockets after a sample was found to contain food. <laughs> From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. <laughs> and a three, and a two, and a one, two, three. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of After 9. As we record, it is the 19th of January, 2021. And we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. It's the final full day with Donald Trump in office as President of the United States of America. You know, four years later, and it still sounds strange to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Holy I, shit. Do, and I feel like it's, it's so strange because I remember the moments. Like, I remember when you and I were doing our radio show on the other station, and even the thought of Donald Trump, the mention of maybe I'll run. And we, we, we it was funny. It was a funny thing to talk about. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> and then it was actually happening. And we're like, oh, my God, it's happening. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, the way I saw it, it was like, well, let's just give the guy a chance here. You know, let's see what happens. And then we all know what happened in the last four years, actually more so in the last year and a half or so of his presidency. And now here we are, final full day as uh, president as he gets uh, the boot. Today, he is likely going to go on a pardon spree. We've heard rumors of about 100 people are going to get pardons. You've got a little bit of insight into that list. Yeah, you know, I t- it's so it, it, this is the hard part to say, though, is which sources are, are legit, which sources aren't. And it's quite possible that some of the people that will get pardoned were are shoe-ins. Everybody knows it. And some of them are a maybe, but they're still being thrown out there by these sources, but they won't end up happening. But I don't know. To me, I look at the celebrity. That's the stuff that really interests me or the high-profile cases. And one of them that, I mean, there's a couple of names that people are throwing out there. One of them that apparently is, I like, for sure, don't be shocked, is Lil Wayne getting a pardon today. Lil Wayne was a vocal supporter of Donald Trump. I wouldn't be surprised because part of the whole pardon thing is to repay some debts or to return some favors. If Lil Wayne can get a pardon for his federal crimes, yeah, I'm sure he's going to take that every fucking time. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. It is about building those relationships now for both people. You know, Lil Wayne did it earlier when everyone hated Trump or sorry, I should say some especially in his community. The people closest to him apparently didn't want to talk to him because he was going out and chatting with Trump about issues, um, was hoping for this pardon, no doubt about it. And he won't forget it if he gets it, I think. It's going to be a two-way street where once Donald Trump needs a little bit of help to talk about something or bring something to light and he doesn't have all the same platforms that Lil Wayne does, Lil Wayne will be used in that case. So I won't be surprised by that. Another, now listen, don't take it too seriously, but people are claiming Joe Exotic might get a pardon. I don't, yeah, don't, don't place any bets on that one. Um, unless like, oh my gosh, you're putting down a little bit of money and you'll make a ton back. Don't, but I, but that is a name that's being brought up. And, and Julian Assange is another one that people actually, for the most part, want to happen, but I don't know if it will. Have you heard anything about that? I haven't heard the Julian Assange thing. Okay. I mean, there's some pardons that he can throw out there that are just going to get him attention. Right. If he pardons Lil Wayne, fuck it. I mean, most of the country's going to be thrilled. If he pardons Joe Exotic, most people will roll their eyes. Some people are going to think it's hilarious. Other people will just be like, whatever, typical Trump, fuck him. Yeah, but I mean, if he just- pardons Julian Assange, then we're crossing into some very strange yeah, territory. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think he wants to, I think he still wants to be as safe as possible with this. And, and let's use Joe Exotic and Lil Wayne as two examples. On one case, you've got a guy who just got charged, Lil Wayne. For, for it was a gun charge, just gun, gun or sorry, gun charge. It was a gun possession charge. So 
He didn't hurt anybody. Nobody was hurt there. Joe Exotic, it's a murder for hire plot. He was found guilty. I mean... Conspiracy to commit capital murder. That's a little different. And I think we can all agree. So I don't see that happening. But Lil Wayne wouldn't... Don't be shocked if you hear that, if that actually happens. I wonder if he's going to pardon any of his kids for crimes they may Mm. in the future be convicted of. Mm -hmm. The the crime, though, would have been in the past. I don't even know if you can do that. I'm not sure either how it works. I, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, Jared Kushner or his, or his children, they've uh, all been named as possibilities. But I don't know. It depends how far he wants to take this, Scott. It depends. I mean, he really has to look into the future and think, what do I want? What's my next 10-year goal going to be? Because this could really hurt it if I do the wrong thing today. Well, you know, if he does want to run again in 2024... Uh, there's some people who will vote for him in 2024 based on the fact that in 2021 he pardoned Lil fucking but Wayne. Wait a second. Didn't didn't the second impeachment mean he cannot go? He cannot run? He has to be convicted by the Senate. Gotcha. So okay. the House has impeached him, but now there's a trial in the Senate. And I don't know if they've got the votes to impeach him again. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But it's not going to be a quick process. There's also some political debate about whether or not you actually can impeach somebody who's not even in office anymore. Mm. I I think the Senate trial starts tomorrow, to be honest with you. That'll be a stupid one, too. It's a colossal waste of time. You guys are in the middle of a fucking pandemic. There's a lot of problems right now. National unity is at an all-time level of skepticism. And you guys want to have a debate about impeaching a president that's not even in power anymore? Come on. I mean... You can settle your scores in the courts or however you want, but you don't need to fucking impeach the guy now. I mean, what a pointless waste of time. I'm trying to figure out what a vagina would smell like if it was exploding. Uh, I've never smelled the Gwyneth Paltrow, this smells like my vagina candle, but one woman over in the UK claims she bought one, she lit it, and it blew up like a fucking bomb. (laughs) I mean, that's not what you're signing up for when you go to the Goop website. Listen, though, hang on, because so this this woman also won it through some secondary someplace. Okay, so let's say I do an online contest. You have to store your candles properly. And I think most people who 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 buy candles a lot know this. It is totally possible that this has nothing to do with this actual candle that it does have to do with whoever had it previous to them sending it to her stored it in the wrong in the wrong place something dripped into the candle something interfered with the candle that's the only explanation i can really think of because otherwise we'd be hearing about these exploding vagina candles all over the place wouldn't we i would think so yeah she says i've never seen anything like it the whole thing was ablaze and it was too hot to even touch there was an inferno in the room this happened over in the UK. Her, well, I mean, hey, when you talk about exploding vaginas, right? I mean, fuck, there's just so many different ways we can go with it. In this case, though, it is specifically the candle. I still want to smell it. I mean, nearest I can tell, it doesn't smell like I would think a vagina smells. No. Uh, however, it's going to be kind of earthy and neat. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's fucking awesome. I have no idea. The reviews on it are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if you want to spend $75 on a candle, like, by all means, this might be one that you want to get. <laughs> it's just okay. a little, the price point's a bit too high, even for curiosity's sake. It really is. But uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in most cases, you'd think an exploding vagina, that's a, that's a sign of a good, that's a good time. That's good. <laughs> this? No. It fucking blew, man. Yeah, yeah, like, it exploded. Like, good for you. Good for you. You figured it out, you know? It's a puzzle sometimes, and then you placed all the pieces in the right spots, and, and you got it. Congrats. That's a good thing. In this case, no. No. If you spend $75 on a candle, you're basically admitting you fucked up. 
if you have to go and write a negative review about that. You look like an asshole that you have to go and write a shitty review on something you shouldn't have spent that much money on anyway. It's the epitome of frivolity. Come on. A fucking vagina scented candle and it blew up? Come on. Come on. Our friends over at AshleyMadison.com, well, they're not really our friends, but uh, Noel used to be a friend of mine, um, have put out a new list, new dating terms for 2021. You interested? Uh, sure. What are the dating terms? Spousally distanced. That is the state of being a safe distance away from your spouse so that you can virtually communicate with an affair partner. Yeah, wife said of the room, then you can start your DM session again through the website. That sort of shit. Supposedly distance. That's so stupid. A Zoom boom. I think you can guess what that means, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just like sex over Zoom, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Mutual masturbation. Mutual (laughs) masturbation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're trying to find ways around the rules. At least you're safe. You're both wearing a mask, and then you're just masturbating in front of the other person with a mask on. Yeah, that's when two people masturbate together while wearing face masks. Uh Uh, Vaxidating. That's to only date those who have received the COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> Do they fill out a, like a formal form or is this just like a like conversation piece? Wait, are you, are, you, are you vaccinated? Yeah. All right. Let's fuck. Great. One awesome. of those kind of deals. Well, that's my only criteria. So let's fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing else? You don't want to know anything else? No, just the vaccination? Okay. <laughs> Lifting the veil. Lifting the veil. Lifting the veil. Okay. That one I don't know. That's when you get to see your affair partner for the first time without a mask on. Uh, you start off with the bra, and you slide down to the panties, and then you take off the face mask and let the fun fucking begin. Boom! Vagina candle explosion. <laughs> Apocalist? Apocalist? Apocalypse? It's brought on by the pandemic. That's the desire to engage in an in-person affair with a neighbor or coworker or someone you have easy access to. Um, thus increasing the chances of being caught and ending your marriage. Basically, that's a self-destruct button. Right. You go out and have an affair with the either intent or low-key intent to get caught. Right. Like, eh, maybe it's not the end of the world. If I'm, I'm going to do this anyway. If I get caught, then I get myself out of a shitty marriage. Okay. S- smoke signals are discrete virtual methods of communication between affair partners. Discrete virtual methods of communication. Whoa. What is that? Just exchanging emojis? Like, huh, I sent her an eggplant. Ah, she sent me a peach. Yeah, but that's not even discreet. Like, people know that. It, you must have to come up with your own code. Yeah, I guess so. Stockpiling. That's when you assemble a selection of sex partners for after the pandemic. <laughs> Stockpiling. <laughs> Yeah, like this one and that one and that one. Just don't, just, You know, and they say STDs and STIs are going to run rampant after when everyone is able to or feels more comfortable hooking up with with strangers. And there might be something to that. Yeah, actually, you know what? We're going to come back to that because that's an interesting topic. Uh, Masked rider is one who engages in numerous affairs or gets around despite the COVID-19 pandemic. A masked rider. How many of those? There's not. There can't be a lot of them that are that are willing to do it or that go do it. I think that being promiscuous has been around since the beginning of time, and I have a feeling nothing is going to stop it. Uh, a respiratory virus or not? 
I think if there's people that just like to get their fuck on, they're just going to get it on. You know what? I mean, the orgy parties we've been talking about lately haven't stopped. So I suppose no. what would stop one per- promiscuous individual from finding another promiscuous individual? Hmm. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I don't think it's hard to necessarily find each other. And finally, number 10 is the stray at home order. That's the urge to have a virtual affair while confined to the home during lockdown. All right. I mean, that's what Ashley Madison does. I mean, that's what they're in business to do. They set up people who want to have affairs. That's a fucking bold move, though. Holy shit. You are confined to your house with your partner and you're still having an affair with your partner in the house. How do you expect to get away with that? Unless it goes back to the other one. You kind of want to get caught. Yes. And there are no shortage of people who do it. They have this self-destructive patterns, right? They know how to hide it if they really want to, but they purposely do things so that uh, certain things slip through the cracks and they might get found out because some people either A, can't live with the guilt or B, really just want out of that particular relationship and don't want to hurt the other person by saying it out loud. Well, I think in a way that also comes back to, you know, when you're uh, a a real bitch or a real asshole to someone hoping they'll break up with you. Yeah. Maybe there's less guilt, to your point, uh, when you do get caught and then you can say, oh, sorry, I fucked up. But secretly, you're kind of happy that the other person found out because the mission accomplished. Uh, By the way, have you noticed the amount of lawyers that are giving away divorces as a promo for Valentine's Day? No way. As a Valentine's Day promo of all things? Come on. So some of them are putting a different spin on it. And this started off with one law office like eight or ten years ago doing it and people shit all over them for it. Now a lot of lawyers are doing it because it garners attention. And let's be honest, divorces are fucking expensive. Like this is a prize that's worth a minimum $10,000. So you give it away. And their whole angle on it in a lot of cases, some of them don't even have an angle. They just want some attention. But other lawyers that are doing this promo will say things like um, uh, Valentine's Day is about love. And you're not in love anymore. So let's get you out of a shitty situation and get you into a situation that makes you happy. Well, I mean, if they can work all the angles, then, I mean, God, I don't fault them for it. You mentioned that the rise of STDs is about to begin. (laughs) And you're absolutely right. I read an article on this this morning, and it cites a, a couple of things. It says, number one, there's people out there that have STDs or STIs. And people are on lockdown. But when lockdown gets lifted, they're going to get their Mac on and start spreading shit like crazy. There's also less people getting tested now for STDs and STIs. And they're going to, when the lockdown is up, just boom, they're going to beat the shit out of their phone on Tinder, swiping like crazy. They're going to burn a hole in it, swiping, just trying to hook up with whoever they can when it's safe to do so. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see it being the summer of of just that. Look, just and and of course, like let it let it let it go, let it out. However you want to say it, do it, get it on, get it in, get it all around. But just make sure you do it safely because you don't want that to be. Doctors are not going to look forward to that. They've already tackled a ginormous pandemic. That this is going to be pandemic number two, basically. In the next couple of years, it's going to be like STDs, brand new ones we have popping up because people are going to go so crazy. But I really can see it happening. And the, I mean, we've heard of people breaking up because of this whole thing, right? I personally just found out a couple I know that I that I like a lot. They broke up 
in the last little while. And, and was it pandemic related? Maybe, maybe not. But I know that there's a lot of cases like that. So even if we're talking adults, we're talking young people who haven't even really had the opportunity to do the online dating thing that are just waiting and they're all going to pounce at the same time. I mean, I could see it happening. Oh, I can see it happening, too. I mean, it's really the perfect storm. How long until that gonorrhea vaccine comes out? And when are we all getting shots for that? Fuck. It's a real mess. It it could be a big thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read you a list of songs. And and when I'm done, this list of 10 songs, you tell me what comes to mind. See if you can think of any common link amongst these 10 songs. I Got a Feeling, Black Eyed Peas, Can't Stop the Feeling, Justin Timberlake, Uptown Funk, Mark Ronson, Bruno Bruno Mars, Crazy in Love, Beyonce and Jay-Z, Cha-Cha Slide, DJ Casper, I'll Be, Edwin McCain, I Want to Dance with Somebody, Whitney Houston, Happy Pharrell, Higher Love, Kygo, Whitney Houston, and Party Rock Anthem from LMFAO. They're all like feel good. Well, there's a couple in there that aren't, but they're definitely all like feel good, uh, I'm ready to have a party this weekend kind of songs. Those are the top 10 most requested songs at weddings. There it is. Okay, so that's hence the mix of the slow songs and the fast songs. Because at first I heard all the fast songs and thinking, that's a party mix. Great. Awesome. So weddings. Okay. Yeah. Wedding DJs, they fucking hate all of those ones you just mentioned. Yeah. Wedding DJs have had it up to their fucking ears with weddings. I'm sure it's great that they've got a gig and they get to do their waka 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 thing and, and and they can like yeah everybody on the dance floor and everybody wave your fucking napkins around in the air and who's got some keys and all that sort of shit right. that they do at weddings that make me hate the fucking weddings when they do that stupid centerpiece game I I, I full blown run for the exit like get me the, the hell out of here the best is when they need to find a leader at the table I duck so fucking quick and so hard. <laughs> Come on, leader, napkins in the air. Who's the leader of the table? And I'm like, fuck you. I leave for the bathroom. No, I ain't leading this shit. I don't care about the centerpiece. Y'all can have it. Yeah, I don't need another fucking centerpiece. You take it and I'm out. You know what? I'm going to increase your odds by doing myself a favor and getting the hell out of here. What I can't quite figure out, though, about the wedding DJs, and I do know some good ones that have made a great living out of doing it, but... They're either blatantly copying another wedding DJ or they honestly don't know that secretly they all do the exact same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. All of them. Hey, we're going to dance around the table and give away the centerpiece. I I would figure there's got to be like a wedding DJ course that they all take. And then they they all all read the same party instructions because even the way some of them say it. And you're, you're right, though. There are some that do it so well. They're the ones that are the most successful because they because there's ones that act like they don't give a shit. Like they Mm -hmm. they don't even try to hide the fact that they really don't want to be there. Do they want to be there on a Saturday night? Is that the spot that they want to be at? No. Do they want to lug this equipment into your venue? No. And I hate those ones that are just like the attitude is real. But there's certain ones who it's like you look like you're having fun. You are passionate about it. And that makes me enjoy it that much more so for those people i'm so grateful but i've i've come across the ones that are just you can tell they're like either they were hired real last minute like there was no other option or they just hate what they do for a living but the good ones are good sure and and you know what if you get a good one 
hang on to them, treat them well, give them the free drinks, give them food. You know what? Maybe even set a place for them at a table instead of sticking them in the fucking back with the the staff from the banquet hall and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, treat them well because they're good at what they do. But you mentioned an interesting point. I'd love – Even though I have no interest in doing it anymore, I did used to do weddings mainly as favors, but also just because some people have way too much money and want to be able to say Scott Fox did their wedding. So, fuck. All right. If you want to do that, I'll take your money. No problem. But I do want to take that course because I imagine it'd be very similar to radio school. Just a whole bunch of classes that don't actually fucking teach you anything. Mm -hmm. So – when you take the wedding DJ course, I assume there's going to be a, a whole segment on, okay, guys, here's what to do when you play a shitty song that empties the dance floor. You're going to play, I got a feeling, Uptown Funk, Can't Stop the Feeling, Crazy in Love, or the goddamn Cha-Cha Slide. Everybody got that? Great. There's going to be a test at the end of this. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. There will be another one. Okay, guys, here's what we call the party starters. This is where we're going to teach you how to make everybody stand up and... And, and hate their life while they're passing keys and napkins around the table. Oh, here's the international course on when you can play some fucking Portuguese music and some Italian music to get the older people up. How about oldies? That's a whole other course. That would almost be hilarious. Like the cheesiest online course you could possibly yeah. take would be the wedding DJ class. Yeah. And up front, tell them you don't take requests, that they don't bother asking. Um, yeah. I'm too know. cool to take requests. I'm a really good DJ no. and I know what I'm doing, so don't don't ask me for songs. My lineup's real sick. Just wait. <laughs> Wait. It's the exact same set I played at the wedding last weekend. It's great. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, weddings, of course, great for alcohol. That's one of the only reasons I still go to them is the open bar aspect of it. I read a really good article on the do's and don'ts of drinking wine. So I'm doing this today because tomorrow's Wines Day. Maybe this will give you some inspiration to go out and get yourself a nice bottle so you can celebrate Wines Day properly tomorrow. And by the way, if you get a really good bottle of wine, Send it to us. Just send us a quick tweet or a quick message on on Instagram. Uh, we love learning about new wines because I think you're just as much of a wine fan as I am. We have different regions that we prefer, but I think we're both in on this, right? Yeah, absolutely. At a restaurant, they say, do ask for advice from the waiter on which wine will get you the most smashed for the least amount of money. Okay, well, maybe it's not always about getting drunk. Sometimes people actually do have a palate and and they want to pair nicely. But you should always ask what your best bang for your buck is or what the best pairing would be. Do always speak extensively on your knowledge of wines and insult others who don't know as much as you because people love that. Are you sensing a bit of sarcasm here? Yeah, love it. I'm I'm here for it all. The wine snobs are the best. Don't. Make crafts from used wine corks. All it does is tell others that you're a creative alcoholic. (laughs) Those people that have got like a a stand in their their house, like a stand-up display where they just keep chucking all the wine corks in it and it turns out to be something. I look at those things and think, how much money did you invest into that? Like what, average 20 bucks a bottle? You drank a lot of fucking wine to fill that thing up. Well, it was, it's no, but it's never about the piece of furniture as, as much as it is about, hey, I'm drinking this wine anyway. I might as well. Mm-hmm. Do keep your wine in a cool, dark place. Like Carol Baskin's heart. Mm. <laughs> 
When dining at a friend's house, bring a bottle. When dining at a friend's house, double wide, bring a box. Don't listen to Trump's advice and add Clorox to your glass. Oh, fuck. There's another reason I'm going to miss that fucking guy. All those crazy shenanigans. Like, maybe we should inject bleach into ourselves. Ah, the memories are going to last <laughs> forever. We'll always have the footage. <laughs> if your host doesn't refill your glass automatically, don't complain. Go and fill it up yourself. Do raise one eyebrow so you look like you know what you're doing before you insert the straw. Okay, people that drink wine out of a straw... I get it. There's certain reasons certain people may need to drink wine with a straw, but it's a weird look, right? That's like seeing somebody out in a store these days without a mask on. (laughs) It is a weird look. I get it. I mean, the only reason why I could ever see myself doing that is if it's red wine. You know, you don't want to stain your teeth. Um, But I don't even think about doing that in public ever. I wouldn't do that in public either, but I get that there's people out there who have those super sensitive mouths, whether it's their teeth or their tongue or something like that. And they love wine and they're astoundedly happy to be drunk, but they don't like the actual wine in their face. I get it. Straws come in handy. And every time I go for a teeth whitening and I spend the money, I think to myself, fuck, I got to lay off the red wine. I need a straw. I need a straw. Stop being so pretentious. If you don't actually like wine, don't drink wine just to hold wine in your hand. Get a Coors Light. That's good advice. I've seen people try and muscle back a glass of wine, and you can tell they are not enjoying that at all. It's okay. Have a fucking beer. That's right. And like, enjoy whatever it is you're drinking. Or you know what? If you're in a position where everyone's drinking wine and you really don't like wine and you don't even feel like drinking, that's another thing, too. Don't. Just ask for some water. That's okay, too. That's allowed. But how do you get drunk off the water? <laughs> What's her goal here? I know you don't. I know. It's shocking, right? <laughs> um, Facebook is in the news again because they've decided they're now going to, for the next few days, ban advertisements for weapon accessories and protective equipment in America until a couple of days after Joe Biden gets inaugurated tomorrow. The ban comes after Facebook came under fire for allowing posts that promoted and organized the attack by supporters of Donald Trump against the U.S. Capitol uh, back on January 6th. Facebook says it will now prohibit ads for accessories such as gun safes, vests, and gun holsters in America. Funny, those didn't pop up on my feed on the regular. (laughs) What is banning a gun safe or a holster really going to do? Like, people have other options. Isn't this just Facebook doing something for doing the sake something. of doing something? Yeah, they got they, they they feel the need to do something. And if that's in their power and they feel like this might make a slight difference, then okay, fine. You know, I, I feel like all of social media just needs a complete reset. You know, the whole thing is just fucking broken yes. and people are fighting like crazy. Yeah. There's too much misinformation. You can't have uh, all sides of the argument anymore because they've banned so many people, including the president of the United States. I mean, the thing's a mess. They've really got to shut it down, delete everything and start over again with some real common sense rules. Would that work? Maybe. um, Or we're going to end up looking to those who are already sick of it are gone. Right. There's a lot of people that and, you know, some personally. Right. Everyone can think of people who have left Facebook or Twitter, maybe. Um, I'm so jealous of those people? Yeah, because they just don't like it. Like, they hate it. They don't want to look at those comments. They're sick of the junk, and they 
probably feel better, honestly, than than most of us. So I'm just kind of waiting for something else to come along because something usually always overtakes that last thing, right? We had MySpace, and then that got shut out, and then we got this, and then we that got changed. So maybe we'll have something new, something refreshing coming out in the next little while that'll still enable us to have conversations and have those relationships uh, via social media, but not so, I don't know, man, fucked up and judgy. And yeah, I mean, I'm sick of it too. I'm right there with them. Garth Brooks has been added to the list of performers for Joe Biden's inauguration tomorrow. Yeah. Garth's great. He's awesome. But it's funny because, well, actually, we'll play the clip here. Garth talking about the inauguration. This is not a political statement. This is a statement of unity. This is history. And it's an honor to get to serve. This is kind of how I get to serve this country. Our father served as a United States Marine in the Korean War. We had brothers that served in the Air Force and the Army. This is my chance to get to serve. I think that's hilarious that the first thing he specified was, this is not political. This is not political. <laughs> but that's so belo- that's such baloney, because if Trump got sworn back in again, and he had a, uh, whatever, some kind of a celebration, th- all those artists, all those artists, including Garth and including Lady Gaga, who's doing it, including J-Lo, would not be a part of it. And that nope. is political. Mm-hmm. And I think Garth probably would opt out because it is a political move, but this is supposed to not be a political move. You know, I don't know. I find, as much as I love Garth, and I'm so glad that he's going to be on it because I'm pumped. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You don't have to start with that. You don't have to start with that, right? Just say, I'm looking forward to uh, celebrating, and I look forward to the next four years. You don't have to really be specific. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be people that are part of Garth Brooks's core audience that will be quite pissed off because it's going to appear that he's supporting joe biden and to be honest with you i'm pretty sure he does he's he's a a democrat living in a republican world with his audience of hardcore old school country music fans so uh, interesting position Mm -hmm. to take performing at the inauguration he probably could have not performed at it and done even better You're really running on a slippery slope when you as an artist, whether you're an actor or a singer, decide to get into the realm of politics. And there's some people who will say, you know what? I love Garth Brooks, but fuck Garth Brooks because I don't like his politics. That's actually happening now. Mm -hmm. Imagine that when you can say, I love that music, but I'm not going to listen to it anymore because they're from the other side. Yeah, that's exactly what Garth is worried about happening. And to be honest with you, I don't blame him for feeling that way. It, it's a serious concern. Um, where is it? I wanted to go here. Sorry, I've lost my place. There's so many things I wanted to fit into this episode of After Nine because there's so many different things on the go. Oh, you've got it. The actors who play the same role. Yeah. I, it's funny. As a movie lover, I've had this conversation with people about different actors and actresses. But this particular list I have here is just male actors and about those who kind of seem to play the exact same role in every single movie. And it's not even that they're bad at what they do. Like that aside, this list is actually some of the top earners at the box office, but they are the same kind of person. And perhaps you wonder, is it them? Is this character that they continue to portray just them? And it works and and it works every time. So they continue to do it. Number one on the list. This doesn't surprise me at all is Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler does play the same role yeah. in every yeah. movie he's in. I can't, you know what? And I can't stand the 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 weird thing that he does. Ooh, like the Hubie Halloween, the 
what is it? Evil Dick or whatever. What's what's the one? He's Dick, whatever the hell it is. Same kind of voice he uses in every single one. Yeah. You sometimes, sometimes he does it. And I think one of his best roles too, Uncut Gems, where he was completely different. And I like to see that he's actually a good actor. But by and large, they're absolutely correct. He plays the same character every time. Number two on the list is Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, Dwayne- he's Bond, right? It's hard to see. Daniel Craig is anything other than Bond or a Bond-esque type character. He yeah. likes to be distinguished, yep. well-dressed, and yep. drinking a martini. Yeah, and you wonder if they, when, when these actors see these lists, if they just want to switch up what they do. If this encourages them to, or if they realize, like, whatever, I'm successful doing it, so fuck off. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's another one, and he, he's the most lovable. He's, he cleans up at the box office. Again, it's one of those people, but he is. He always has to be... Uh, the most macho, and sure he'll poke fun at himself from time to time. Similar sense of humor in every single movie. Uh, and even when he's supposed to be a bad guy, he ends up being a good guy. Like the Fast and Furious franchise, where he started as a bad guy, but like, no, fuck that. You can't make him bad. He's got to, people have to love him. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg also on this list. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg's a great example. I like Jesse. I like Jesse, but he always plays that same kind of, um, like, I want to say like nerdy, judgmental, always very judgmental, very dry sarcasm, that kind of thing. Will Smith in the top five, too. Would you say Will Smith plays the same kind of role? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's different roles, but he is always Will Smith. You always see a little bit of Fresh Prince, a little bit of getting jiggy witted in every single role Will Smith plays. So part of that is he's kind of typecast, but it's true. He does play the same role in every fucking movie. Yeah, for the most part. There's the more serious ones that like the pursuits of happiness and things you see a little great movie by the way yeah you see a little bit of a different side of him there but i mean we're talking majority here uh danny trejo did wouldn't have even thought of putting him on this list but absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely badass killer definitely like has been to prison before that kind of thing uh hugh grant michael Sarah, vince vaughn jack nicholson uh will ferrell's on the list jim carrey's on the list yes al pacino's on the list yeah, for sure. Jackie Actually, Chan. any of those gangster guys could be on that list. Yeah. You could add Joe Pesci to that list. Yeah. You can add uh, Pacino, uh, Pacino. De Niro's another yeah. one who plays the same guy in most yeah. movies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Wahlberg, Jeff Goldblum, yes. Mm-hmm. But again, these are things that work for them. And then, I don't know, I added this morning, I think Denzel Washington is always the same. Yep. He's always That's the same a great one. Someone else uh, requested uh, that Ryan Reynolds more recently should be added to this list because they feel as though it's he does the same thing. But then I go back to, is that just them and their personality coming through their roles more and more? Maybe. Sure. Uh, Listen, there's only so many different characters you can play in certain genres of movie. If you're someone who particularly excels in gangster type movies, you want Pacino, De Niro, or Joe Pesci. If you want a rom-com, okay. Call in Ryan Reynolds, call in Ryan Gosling, call in Jason Bateman. All those guys play the same character in every movie. But like I said, part of it does have to do with the genre that they happen to be good at doing. Mm -hmm. It happens to call for a lot of the same characters. Most movies are the exact same movie with a slightly different script, depending on what you're into. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. And and Jason Bateman would be my addition to that list. Yeah, good one. That is a really good one. And, and again, I love watching him on screen, but he's similar in every single role. Even Ozark, where it's, it gets a little serious, it gets a little dark compared to a lot of his, his funnier roles. He's still that same guy. He's still that mm-hmm. same guy, just with a little bit of a twist. 
even though they didn't do women for this list, we all know there's some women that are in the exact same boat, too. And I'll just say it. Jennifer Aniston is the same character in every fucking movie she plays. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston is similar. Um, someone else put out there, Rebel Wilson. The comedians, I find, probably have a harder time getting out of that character because yep. that's a lot of the time it really truly is who they are. They're just basically saying a script as themselves so mm-hmm. i feel like when it comes to comedy that's where you're gonna get more names than you would a drama like a kate winslet would never end up on that list a nicole kidman would never end up on that list but they're more known for their serious roles right you never put meryl streep on that list because she's so interchangeable like it's crazy so i, I do find that part interesting more of the drama is out and more of the comedians seem to be on these lists bachelor last night matt finally got it Sarah, is it Sarah? Is that the girl I'm thinking of? Sarah? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sarah with an H. So Sarah is a girl that last week I thought she's the one. Look at her. She's fucking hot and she's smart and kind and she's got a great family connection. And I really, really liked Sarah last week. And then she had that little fainting episode. And then last night they addressed that. And she ended up locked in her room. She wanted nothing to do with the other girls. She was crying through the entire episode and then ended up spoiler alert quitting the show i just feel like so alone here and like i was just like completely attacked by so many of the women in the house and i just feel like i'm not welcome i just don't think i'm ready for this i'm so sorry i just can't do this okay don't apologize oh god i'm gonna miss you although i'm not convinced she's gone I don't know if she's actually really? gone for good. Oh, she no. might come back. I can't. Like, honestly, if she comes back, I can't. I, I find it really, like, this this season so far, I, I find Matt James to just be like, meh. And I find a lot of the women to be like, meh. And they're making a lot out of this Victoria drama. They continue to leak it into this episode. And that tells me that not a lot of else is happening. And then the Sarah drama took over this episode, too. I, I don't I don't know. So far, I'm not loving the season. Uh, maybe I'll continue to watch it. But if Sarah comes back, I can't even. She uh, was throwing up a ton of red flags. And I'm glad Matt caught on to it because at first he was trying to comfort her. And he's like, hey, listen, hang in there. I know it's a little bit of a weird situation, but this is where we're where we're at. Uh, I, I'm dating all these different girls, but I'm going to narrow it down to one. And you just got to find a way to be OK with it. Well, she never got okay with it, and and the drama, the crying nonstop, I fucking hate watching that. But it it just went on through the whole episode, and finally, when she went to tell him last night, I'm leaving, he was like, okay, great, good luck with everything. (laughs) He walked her to the car and didn't even kiss her goodbye. Yeah, like, she had already brought, maybe I'll leave, and he's like, no, and and then she did it again. I don't know, maybe I'll leave, like... You know, just rip the Band-Aid off and get the fuck out. Like, honestly, yeah. at a certain point. And, and also, I, it drives me crazy because every season there's one person. There's one person. Sometimes guys, although maybe they're not as emotional about it, but there's always somebody in every season who s- signs up for this show where they're dating someone who's dating like 20 other people, but yet they can't understand why that person's dating 20 other people. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he put his arm around this person and watching them kiss. I just can't even. That's what you're fucking signing up for. So then don't do it. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. It doesn't mean just because you're single and you want to be on TV doesn't mean you can actually handle what's happening there. If you do catch feelings, then don't be on it. I don't know. 
I totally agree with you. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, I'm going to give this show a little bit longer, but if you're one of the guys who now turns to After 9 to get a little update on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette so you can converse with your significant other, there you go. We just threw in the segment. Now you're caught up. Sarah? Started off great, then got really, really crazy. Like she was either the perfect woman or a total sociopath. And I really couldn't figure it out about halfway through the episode. Now I'm leaning towards, yeah, you want to stay the hell away from her. Matt, that is not the girl for you. Yeah. But she, she'll she be back. I, I really have a feeling she will. And on that, we will say... Hey, thanks for listening to After 9 today, everybody. Hey. Please don't forget to register for the wedding DJ class, which we will <laughs> be organizing soon. <laughs> and in the class, we're going to get funky, 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 funky. <laughs> when I dip, you dip, we dip. Are we doing that still? <laughs> Are we doing it? Huh? <laughs> I got a feeling that tonight's going to be uh, fucking shoot me that's the best part about the pandemic is no weddings i didn't have to go to any it was amazing uh all right everybody tomorrow is inauguration day we will have a lot to say about that we'll cover some covid shit tomorrow because i hear some stuff is coming down and uh you have yourselves a great tuesday be careful there's some snow falling out there in certain parts and it could get a little dicey on the roads Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.